Washed Up Emo sponsors New Belgium Brewing are celebrating their 30th anniversary as a company. To celebrate, they're releasing Wild Ride Amber IPA, a happy tribute to their iconic fat tire. Even better, New Belgium Brewing are giving away bikes and gear all year. Find out more information by visiting newbelgium.com. Do you ever wonder if your favorite band is emo? Tired of being in the same conversation with friends? Not knowing if you're listening to post-hardcore, screamo, emo revival, emo emo violence, even ska. We're We're here here to to help. help. The Emo Council is here staffed and ready for any question you may have. Hey, Emo Council, just wondering if Green Day was considered an emo band. Thanks. Green Day is not an emo band. Okay. From the creators of Washed Up Emo, isthisbandemo.com offers the definitive answer to the only important question of your day. Hey, is this been emo? Forgive me for running off the fine and the one thing I have to do Welcome to the Washed Up Emo Podcast. Uh, we welcome Jeff Caudill from Gameface, and very happy to have him from the West Coast. Um, Jeff, thanks so much for being on the podcast. You got it. All right. <laughs> um, so everyone knows Gameface. Got your solo stuff that you've been doing. Um, take us back, you know, 93, 92, 91, 90, uh, even earlier. <laughs> yeah. um, who got you into music? Um you know, was it was it hardcore? Was it punk? Was it a brother? Was it a parent? Um, who kind of um, got you into music? You know, it, it was it was I was not a brother. I was the oldest, and my parents were not that cool when it came to music. And so, I, I think I, I have to say it was um a our neighbor across the street. Um, they had a like a like a nanny or whatever. They had this is gonna gonna sound weird already but yeah but, um uh, they had an older like a teenage sort of teenage nanny for the for the for the kids and i uh, was over at, at their place a lot and got into her record collection ah. and that's where i kind of i stumbled up, uh, on like rem and the clash and a lot of those you know a lot of the sort of more hip indie sort of stuff at the, at the time um, and, I, and of course, I knew about all the classic rock on the radio at the time, but um, I, I didn't really get a glimpse into anything really cool until until you know her record collection. Nice. Yeah, was it? Was yeah. there? What, did she? Did she find out that you were looking through them and then 
you know, was like, oh, you should check out this, or was it kind of you heard those records and then you kind of moved on? And um, yeah, I, I think she kind of in, in, encouraged it a bit. Um, uh, but yeah, like I, I just I came over and I, I and she she said, feel free to borrow what you what you like, and you know, if there's any anything else, it, it wasn't we, we didn't you know we, this didn't go on for for too long, but yeah, she definitely was was pretty encouraging. And, you know, from there, like, really, as, as soon as I, you know, listened to, you know, the, for the first R.E.M. records and, and, and that sort of thing, I was kind of off to the races, you know, finding my own stuff. I, I was, you know, it, we had actually a really good record store up the street where I lived back in, you know, back in the early 80s. So, uh, a lot of stuff wasn't really that hard to find. So with that with that record store was it was it this was it the shop owner that would you know mention records or was it friends letting you know about them or was it Maximum Rock and Roll or well the 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 the, the punk thing and the hardcore thing didn't really come until a little bit later but like at, at this time it was yeah it was mostly like let's go to the record store and see what see what's up on the wall and you know and, and what the, what they're playing you know in 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 the record store but then from there. Um, when I hit high school and I met, I, I met a few people, you know, guys that ended up being in my first band. Then that's when the, the punk and hardcore thing was like pretty blown wide open. And we were trading records and every, you know, everyone could would basically find out about everything through, you know, the, the group of about six or seven friends that, that knew about this kind of stuff. You know, it was everything from, like like the Brit indie stuff too, you know, like through a lot of the you know like the hardcore stuff and and uh, you know everything from Black Flag to Seven Seconds to you know the even uh, Uniform Choice and a lot of like the you know the, the straight edge stuff down here that that I, that I kind of you know got into um, as well. So you so from those kind of getting older and I mean maybe you know started playing guitar and and hanging and being in bands was. Uh, the West Coast, to me, I, I grew up on the East Coast. I did not mm-hmm. really experience that soul scene, and there's a lot of bands that I just didn't, you know, like. Was it the same thing on the East Coast side, like the hardcore punk kind of bands? They, if they didn't come across all the way, you didn't see them, yeah. or it was kind of tough to get in. Can you can kind of go into a little more about sort of the? I mean, it was Orange County, kind of. It was more Orange County yeah. than L.A. proper, right? For you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and, and for me, it was like. Um, social distortion, DI, the adolescence, and it was all, it was a lot of, it was pretty strictly Orange County. And it wasn't until, you know, like I said, like later in high school where somebody, you know, I, I, I you know, somebody let me borrow their, like, Gorilla Biscuits record. And then all that, all the East Coast stuff started happening. And then, and then I started, that was around the time where I started getting a little more serious about playing music. And, and, you know, so, so by then I I, I kind of had a, a grasp on the the West Coast thing, and then like the East Coast stuff, and the, like the Discord scene, and the you know hard you know the straight edge sort of stuff, and and, and so I I, I kind of had had it all put together. But yeah, for for a while there, it was only you know it was only you know the Descendants and uh, Big Drill Car and Di the Adolescents mm-hmm. and, and all that sort of West Coast the West Coast thing. It was. Uh, I had a conversation with um, a friend the other day, and we were talking about the Descendants and how we think like 
they were sort of the emo punk band because they talked, they like sung about girls and it wasn't about politics or anything kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I always thought that was kind of cool about the Descendants um, for them. They, I think they kind of fit in the same circle. Totally. Oh yeah. I mean, like, well, yeah, they're, they're as emo as as, as Game Face was. I, I, I mean, I don't know. You know, the, well, that term, the term has, has been ruined. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it has. Um, but but yeah, I mean, if. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on how old you are, that what your definition of, of emo is. But, um, but yeah, the, yeah, I mean, Descendants really made it okay for you know for girls to like that stuff, and it, it, you know, it was an easy end for 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 lots of people that had no idea about punk rock, and and, and you know, like really, um, you should just check this out. And then all of a sudden, all my friends in high school were like, oh, you know, everyone's everyone's into punk now because they like the Descendants. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, they're definitely an easier, you know, easier to uh, digest than a lot of the, that other stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I I met my wife much much later on, but she said you know she grew up listening to you know punk, but punk to her was like uh, exploited and English dogs and you know, really you know like a lot of really abrasive stuff. And she said you know if I would have found the Descendants in high school, my life would have took a completely different. You know, Interesting. Direction. Yeah, that was kind of interesting so, for her to say. That. I mean, it's totally true. You kind of you might go punk, you might go hardcore, but then the way that you kind of the bands kind of somehow lead you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and then, kind of from the, the the playing and influences on you playing guitar, was it sort of the same bands, or was it more? I sense more REM than maybe the punk stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, for me, like. You know, really, the the whole impetus of wanting to you know start a band came from that sort of college rock jangly stuff. And I mean, I loved you know a lot of the punk and hardcore stuff, but I, I I never really saw myself as as that as that guy. Um, but I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, although we'll always credit you know the the Descendants and Seven Seconds and and, and those bands with you know kind of giving game face or our direction. But for me personally, you know, it's, 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 you know, uh, REM and Buffalo Tom and a lot of that sort of, uh, late eighties, early nineties college rock kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. I, uh, I know Eric from Christie front drive, um, said mm-hmm. Buffalo Tom was huge for him too. So it's interesting that you said yeah. that as well. I mean, um, from those guys, it's just, it's just funny that you both mentioned that band. It seems to be, they're more influential than I realized. For a lot of bands, yeah, yeah, and, and it's 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 great when you when you do run into someone that, that really knows about them, because people that are into them are really into them. But then, but then, every other person has no idea who, who they are. Yeah, you know, they're, they're very small. And, but yeah, I, I saw them saw them last year. They're still, you know, they they took some time off, but they they, they put out another record and went on tour again. And and I saw them at a little club and. I felt, you know, I felt, I felt 20 again. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, yeah. And then as, you know, you were the in bands and, and playing, and um, did you kind of notice sort of from the, the, the scene, was it playing with hardcore bands? Was it playing with punk bands? Did you kind of feel that you were fitting in or was kind of, uh, did, did it seem that it was really separated? Yeah, I mean, that, that that's pretty interesting because, and, and I've always tried to, we always get asked this question and I always try to answer it. And it's, 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 
it's kind of it's it's kind of strange and kind of frustrating and and yet cool because we we never really did fit any one scene which which was kind of cool because we we did play we played hardcore shows we played like the ska punk shows and we would play you know we would kind of be, we were able to fit in everywhere but because of that we weren't we didn't really fit in any one place so we really never we never really owned a scene like or or, or a scene never really owned us and which you know it, it kind of you know it, it, it obviously you can imagine it has its pros and cons like when we first started to play you know we were just kind of playing anywhere like parties and all that kind of stuff but then we stumbled into being friends with the guys from far side and uh um our, our first show, our first, our first show was in, in, in a well, the first show in in that scene, in that, in that hardcore scene, was with Farside and Inside Out, and then we you know, it was, then we we got into that circle. We were we were playing like the shows down in at this place called Toe Jam in, in Long Beach, and it was it was kind of a space where Spenders used to be, and we were yeah we we would kind of start out in this we started out in the that sort of I guess, you know, for lack of a better definition, like the, you know, the sort of straight edge revelation kind of sort of scene. But we didn't, we didn't really belong there at all, but we were on those shows. But eventually, as we started to pick up a little more momentum, we were asked to play, you know, we kind of crossed over and played, you know, more pop punk stuff and then over to, you know, because, like, you know, the ska punk thing was starting to get big too. So we did kind of jump around. Um, and I think that's even better. That's almost better. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, I, I definitely, I feel good about about being that band. That, that that really, we didn't just, you know, we didn't have tunnel vision. Um, but but it, it, but because we, you know, were kind of stretched, we didn't really, we we didn't really explode in any of those in any of those scenes, really. But. Yeah, but, okay. but 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 you could totally play with the hardcore band. You could totally play with the the punk band. I think that's almost the best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it, it definitely it it, age, it ages better. I think too. I think that you know we, because we you know kind of stuck. Just you know, we I, I, we just played what we felt was 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 us, and uh, you know we didn't really try to. To tailor anything, you know, so that we would get certain types of shows or whatever. But um, yeah, it, it, you know, it, it, it ended us up. You know, we we ended up we jumped around, you know, a couple of different labels and stuff. And uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think in the long run, I'm 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 happy with 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 the road we took. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's such a good way to go um, for that. Yeah. And then the, um, I mean, when did you first hear the word? emo being this washed up emo podcast and um you guys kind of um, where did you kind of when did you first hear it and were you like what or did you oh okay yeah, that's just I mean, post hardcore I, I i i do have um a like I, I i i really remember it too and it, it was that that same club i mentioned toe jam and long beach and it was you know it was very early in the 90s maybe 90 maybe 91 maybe i don't know but we played we played show and we had it we had this new newish song that we, we never really kept it it was just this more of an instrumental thing and and uh i remember thinking wow this is kind of different for us you know, at, at the time we were really pretty straight 
pop punk kind of stuff. And uh, so we played the song at the end of the thing, at the end of the show. And I remember somebody hearing from someone saying, dude, that last song was so emo. And then I thought, I really didn't know. I don't, I, excuse me. I, I don't really know what you're trying to, what you're, what you're trying to say. <laughs> and, uh, um, and, and of course he explained it as emotional and, 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 and cool. And I was like, oh, yeah, you are correct. And then somebody else said, you know, he meant like the sort of Texas spring DC sort of thing, that sort of emo core stuff. I'm like, also, also cool. You know, I'll, 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 I'll take both. Both those definitions, <laughs> but um, but but really, like not more than you know, a few months later, that's when the, the words uh, you start hearing it more often, and it, was, and it was thrown around everywhere. And I thought, okay, I, you know, we could we we could do this, you know, maybe, maybe that's what we are. And uh, so you know, we we still you know we're we're like a, a pop popish punkish band, but uh, we always sort of you know, sort of bordered on that emo side then. But yeah, I, I do remember that, thinking that, hey, these guys are onto something. That, so. guy, that guy was totally a trendsetter, maybe. I wonder how... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's just... I, 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 I do. I wonder, I wonder what the context that the, the original comment was made. I wonder what he really meant by that. Yeah, like, was he, you know, did he already know about the Discord stuff, or did he... Um, you know, someone sent him a record or something, or he just kind of... Yeah, I... I, I, I do not know, uh, well, but, 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 but I do remember that time. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. And then, I mean, just from that, I mean, was there negativity early on for you guys, or were you like, oh, well, that's that's kind of cool. Why don't we just – because I, I think the East Coast, I think there were some people that gravitated to it and the Midwest kind of gravitated to it, but I feel – I don't really yeah. know much about, you know, if it was – Southern California was a kind of – all right, yeah, but whatever. We're still going to be punk, or we're still going to be hardcore. Yeah, I, I, I think the emo thing. It, it was a smaller, a, like a more of a smaller sect of of of, the, of that. But there, there there was no negativity towards it at all. And I'm sure you know. Like I said, we, we were still no matter what, no matter how emo we wanted to be, or no matter no matter how what we were, thought we were doing, we were still always kind of on the on the fringe of all these these scenes happening. So, so I don't really, yeah, I'm not really sure, you know, like the guys that were really emo, the guys that were really doing it, um, you know, they, they may have a different take on it, on it than, than I would, you know, we were still just, we were still just doing like what, what we were doing, whether they called it emo or called it power pop or whatever, um, yeah, we we just kind of just continue doing what we were doing. And when you guys were, you know, in those scenes and and kind of gravitating between them, um, what did you like or dislike kind of about being from there in shows? Were there things that you were like, man, I wish we could easily play six cities in six days instead of you know, or like six states even? Oh, um, well, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, the the, the, the logistics is it, it's it sucks in California. Like we, we 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 could really only play like a, a hundred mile radius. And then after that, then, then you really have to, you know, you may as well just go on, go on tour. Yeah. And, 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 and we did, but, but we, you know, as far as like our little area of, of our state, we, we kind of stuck to, you know, where we were from, you know, down in Southern California. And how were those early tours for you or even, you know, tours later on with it? Was it, um, I mean, obviously, it's so different from now. Um, 
were there yeah. any kind of things that you remember from it that you kind of look back on and wow that was really fun or oh wow I cannot believe that happened or that would never yeah happen I, mean, today. I, I, I remember I, I remember everything I, I mean I it's weird when I talk to when I talk to younger younger kids that are doing the, the band thing and, and they're booking their tour with the internet and they're you know they're posting mp3s and just you know it, it's I remember we booked our first tour by putting an ad in Maximum Rock and Roll, saying, "Hey, this is our band. We didn't, we didn't, we just had a demo, and it was an ad. It says, you know, this is what we sound like, and if you're interested in having us come play your city, um, here's a phone number, and give me, give, give us a call or or, or write us a letter." <laughs> so and so, you know, a few months of, of of accumulating phone numbers and and addresses and things like that, we put together a little, you know, a, a route around the, the states, and we we found these little pockets of like-minded people and and, and music scenes, and some of which we're still friends with those people today. You know, we've kind of just, you know, it, it, like it, it's. It's really cool. Like some of my stronger friendships have come from those early tours where we were really, really doing it ourselves. And it was, it was, you know, we, had, we didn't have the internet. And we didn't have, we didn't have any help. We had, we had some stolen credit card, um, uh, calling card numbers to make, you know, to make all the, and we had, and we had the dialer, which is this funky device that allowed you to, to not have to put change into a uh, payphone to make calls, but. Um, but yeah, things are, things are completely, completely different nowadays. It's, it's too easy. Yeah. I feel like the, there's a few bands that have mentioned the dialer. There's a few bands. I think everyone's mentioned <laughs> maximum rock and roll, uh, yeah. nine times out of 10, uh, discord gets brought up. So it's, it's mm-hmm. funny, no matter where the band was at that time, those few things were all sort of happening. And I, and I always yeah. try to think of what would be the maximum rock and roll back or what would be the, you know, the, is maximum rock and roll the, the pitchfork of the day or was it the, you know, was it the absolute punk? Um, I just, I, I was trying yeah. to think about that stuff. I'm like, cause it was, it was, everyone read it. Everyone, I mean, you got a tour from it and you yeah. put an ad where if you put an yeah. ad anywhere, no one's clicking on it, reading it or caring. I know. I know. I'm, I'm so old and out of touch now that I wouldn't even know. I, yeah, I wouldn't even know what, what that is today. Yeah. I'm sure that, I'm sure there is one. I mean, there's got to be many, many of them now. You know, many of those avenues to kind of figure out what's what's cool and and, and how to get things done. But I'm a little, I'm just a little bit removed from that, and, and that's okay. Yeah, that's feel totally really, fine. I feel, I feel okay about it. <laughs> yeah, that's totally fine. Well, I think too, yeah. it was even harder to, uh, you know, even make make a record. I mean, you needed to have a friend that had an eight track. You needed to have a four track or whatever it was. And you yeah. needed to a friend with a studio and that was money. And now it's, I mean, we, we could make a song right now. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> we, we, we could do it over the phone right now. And, and, and I've, I've, I've done that. I've done that already. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it's easy, but you know, but, but, but as, as easy as it is and as accessible, everything is, there's, that many more people that are doing it, so that that's what makes it difficult now. Because you know everyone can do it, and it's 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 really hard to kind of cut through uh, these days. Yeah, and with 
I think the you know the scene that you guys were in and sort of all the bands that were happening and you guys were putting out a ton of stuff um, and you know all the seven inches and things like mm-hmm. what was kind of keeping you going through that was it just well let's get another seven inch out or let's get another record out um, and it just you know I think there's a lot of bands that kind of put out one record and even in from this era and even now obviously it never yeah. stops but like you guys were just still going what was some of the motivation or would you, we guys just work together yeah i don't yeah i mean i you know I, I i i never wanted to just be the band with the with with, with the one album and, and i was uh i mean the mo- we, we definitely every time we went on tour we would you know we would meet people and, and people would be so is so cool and so moved by our, our, our records. And so that was kind of a, a motivation to, to kind of keep, to keep it going, I guess. I mean, we, we, I, I, like really a lot of the, the greatest compliments that we, that we, that we get and we, we still get, which is great, is that people say that your, your music or your, your catalog of, of music is, is a, like a document. Of, of my life, of, of, of their, you know, of their life. And, and, and the thing is, it's, it's a document of my life for sure. But just, that's just kind of how I, how I, how I do. Um, but yeah, like and so many people have, have, have said the same thing. And that is like a huge motivation for continuing, you know, making music and, 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 you know, it, it, it's, it's obviously it's not as, it, it never got to be on, on, on a grand scale, and the, the, the numbers of people that, that are that feel this way are probably dropping as we speak. But there's still those people out there that that are, that are moved by by this stuff, and and they find it, you know, they 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 they, they, they find that it speaks to them, and that's and, you know, like for especially for for Game Face, that was a huge motivator. We would always come to some some city. And there would be at least a handful of people that were so appreciative and so happy and so eager to talk and like just to hang and and uh, yeah, I mean it, it was certainly more than you know trying to trying to hit hit it big and and, and be rock stars. It was it was it was it was a lot more about about a community. Yeah, us. and it seemed like more it was it was hand to hand. It was you went to these cities and you knew that. It was like those five kids kind of motivated you to the next date and kind of things yeah, were happening. Yep. Yeah, there wasn't like a, we're going to be huge and get on a bus. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, and, 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 and that, that's the thing that you, you you see. I mean, even like kind of towards the end of our, you know, stint, like in the late late 90s, I guess, those bands, you know, the, the younger bands that, well, the ones that really came in and did what, what we were doing but got very successful on. Yeah. It was hard, it was hard to watch those bands come up, you know, kind of playing the same music, but, 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 you know, truthfully, you know, doing it a lot smarter and doing it with, with more of a business mind. And it was, it was, it was a little hard for us to, uh, to stomach sometimes. Cause you know, I feel like if we were smarter, if we, if, or if we would have thought about that, you know, we never thought about that. We never thought about having a manager or a booking agent or, Really, any we never thought about publishing our music, you know, any of that stuff. It was just we just wanted to make records so that we could go and play and 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 do that. And so, um, 
yeah, the, the, the group that came after us. I always feel they, like there are large. Those. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just saying that there are. There's, it's like there's always that. You know, there's those bands. You know, I was going to ask, like, what bands do you think some of them that were kind of forgotten that people should be talking about that maybe you had played with, and that kind of plays into you know, you just see these bands. You're like, man, we've been doing this for five years, and then this one band has one record, and it's like they figured yeah, everything yeah. out. They they figured out where to put it placed, or you know, where to get it placed in a in a TV show, or they have uh, yeah. the 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 right tour and the right manager and then bang and yes it's yes. the songs and they're learning and they always give shout outs but you kind of look at them and go damn it <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, I mean and, and and lots of times you know the, the, the bands are good and they're, and they're deserving of their of their success um, sometimes sometimes not but um, I mean yeah I mean there's there's I can't even really I can't even really get my mind back to all the bands that should have been huge. Um, and, and, and and of course there there are, there are many of those. Yeah. But um, I guess with 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 Game Face, I mean, was it writing songs? I mean, just the the plethora of songs you guys had and were writing. Was it all right? We have a tour coming up. We need to get a seven inch out. Or you guys just had the songs, and when you got back and you were recording, you just had them ready. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like we really didn't have. Like I say, we. we that would that would have been too organized for, for our for, uh, <laughs> the, the, the way we ran stuff. It was just like we wanted to make a record, so we would work and and get one together, so that we can continue doing. Yeah, we yeah, it really it wasn't as calculated as, as that. It was just um, you know, like I'm I'm always just super hyper driven to make stuff anyway. So I, I'm always I'm always writing songs. Um, you know, even like in the later Game Face years, I was writing a bunch of songs, whether they were for Game Face or not. I was just kind of, I, I just was kind of sitting on them. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I always, we always wanted to sort of stay on a, stay on a schedule, but it, but, but it wasn't really, you know, we, we didn't put up the calendar and say, okay, this is when we're going to go on tour, so we need to have a record. It was just when, you know, I think I'll probably have, you know, all the songs ready and a month or two, so let's get on it and, and, and see and see what happens. But yeah, it was just really momentum from the last one gets you to the next one and then see what you can do and about, you know, touring and stuff. Yeah, it, it was really not, not very organized or not very methodical. And you guys were on a pretty influential comp for me, um, the Antimatter comp. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I found a lot of bands that way. Um and I think That's compilation cool. yeah, was yeah. such a big thing. Well, how, how did how did that come about? That one was directly from from Norm. You know, Norm from Texas is the reason. He you know he he sort of handpicked that one, and uh, we you know, we that was right around right a time when, when we were. It, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it came out before we. It probably did. It probably came out before Game Face and Texas went on tour together. But we went. We toured like after three to get ready. Came out. We toured with Texas, and uh, that might have, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it was it was probably a result. Probably it was probably a result of the Texas is the reason tour. But yeah, like yeah, yeah. That that was really all all norm. Like he he, um, we we, we definitely owe, owe him for that, and and, and, and you know, and, and and sort of keeping us in in that scene because you know, like I said, we we may be the you know the the odd man on that on that record, but 
it's you know it still sounds like we belong, but I've always felt like you know we we were one one of those fringe bands that could that could you know that could easily be clipped. Yeah, but, uh, but you guys but yeah, were track I'm, two I'm, on it, man. You were track two. That's right. And that, and that I was, I was, I was impressed because usually we we get buried on, on all those, all those comps. But yeah, that that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, no, I thought that was. I mean, that was. I think I, that possibly could have been for me how I found out. Um, I mean, ninety four, ninety five is when I sort of started listening and finding bands, mm-hmm. and so I think ninety six. That was definitely. Um, yeah. And and time matter was a you know great introduction to a lot of bands. Um, yeah, and then I think I think another game face song I just thought of that I think I think gets played every month on our emo night in New York City. Oh, okay. Is my star. I think that. Oh, cool. And I just think you Very know fun. with that one is you know I think that one just epitomizes you guys and the hooks and the um, sort of the punk. It's it just I never thought of you as a punk band either. But I, you're so funny. You said that earlier about it. We're not emo. We're not punk. But it's like everyone listened to it. It, everyone had the Game Face yeah. record, so I I think that's almost that's a better testament than fuck them. Like I didn't listen to that shit, you know. And but it was yeah. like, no, I have the Game Face record, so <laughs> you're good. I'm, I'm I'm happy to hear you say that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, that, that that song which certainly are are almost are, are almost hit. And I know that there's a you know the, I went to the UK last summer and. Uh, People were telling me that like for that there was like a couple of years where you could not you couldn't not hear it if you were out at a pub or something. No shit, that that's crazy. awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was really, really, really quite cool. Yeah, and uh, so that was some of the you know the were you going over there for the solo stuff? Yeah, yeah. I I just I just did like a little solo acoustic tour last summer. Cool. What was the reaction? Yeah. Was it people requesting songs from things you didn't even remember, or was it a lot of um, them? that one? Uh, well, it, it, I, I specifically or, or I meant to sort of play a little of everything. I played some game-based songs, and I have a pretty pretty decent catalog of, of solo material too. And so I, I, I split it up pretty pretty well because I figured, you know, people want to hear the hits. Yeah. <laughs> they, want hear, they want to hear the old stuff. They want to hear the, you know, so, yeah, so I pretty much just prepared to, you know, play, you know, really sort of spam the whole, the whole catalog. And it was cool. It, it was definitely, you know, I, I didn't play very many shows. It was just, it was more of a, more of a family vacation. I brought the, the wife and the child and we all traveled together and we met, like I was talking to you earlier, we met, you know, lots, lots of people, lots of people that were into Game Face back in the old days that I've you know stayed friends with and you know we we would stay with them and hang out and go go out to dinner and stuff and my daughter saw guys with Game Face tattoos and uh, I, I signed posters and stuff and and she she was she was pretty impressed and she asked <laughs> why I don't do that uh, here at home um, I love that I don't though. care about me here at home <laughs> but I yeah um, it, it, it was it was awesome it was, it was great. Yeah, and then how, how did the, you know from you know the game face stuff and you doing? I mean, I, if so many you know records, you know, as a solo musician, how did that kind of appease? I think it fits. It, it transitions great. I think everyone does the solo record at, at one point, but to keep doing yeah. it and kind of evolving, it kind of 
it makes total sense because your songs were I think you could you could hear any of the game face songs and kind of hear it slow down um mm-hmm. be, and so yeah. I well how did that kind of appease you or how did you sort of come to that you're like you know what I think I want to you know slow it down a little bit and play some more yeah well I mean like I like I was saying I I I had always uh, I'm always writing I'm always writing I always try you know try to keep writing and and um, even when I knew that Game Face was kind of at the end of our end of our course, I really already had like the the, the solo record in my in my mind. You know, like I was like, okay, this is this is the time. This is what you know, what I'm going to do. And and it was at a pretty pretty heavy transitional period in in my my life anyway. So it it, it, it felt natural to okay, I'm going to strip away the the the, the distortion and the whatever, and I'm going to make a, I'm, I'm still going to make a rock record, but it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a, a different, a different kind of thing. So I, I did, I did two, well, two and in, 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 in a couple EPs, you know, but I did two solo records that, um, they're really, still very autobiographical, but, um, but they are self-described as sickeningly sweet. They're, they're really just, they're about my, you know, about my, my family and my, and about my, my life now and, and my home. And, and, and so there's nothing, there's nothing punk rock about it. It's just, it's really these, these sort of sweet things for my, 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 my daughter and my, you know, my wife. And, and, uh, you know, there's definitely a, a, a lot of that going on with game in, in game face songs too. But, um, but yeah, but I, I'm, I'm glad, but I'm glad to, have had the opportunity to, to to make to make these solo records as again as more more documents for my for my life and but um but yeah and 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 now the this, the new the newest thing I've been doing is with my buddy uh, Papa from Farside we had the new new band that we've been playing uh, called Your Favorite Trainwreck and that is kind of going back to more of the more of the rock and roll and more of the the, the um, you know like we really really did try to put our backgrounds and influences together to make to make this this new new project how did you i mean from that stuff it is kind of always full circle it's the you had your band you were done it you did the solo thing you kind of come back to rocking and i think so many bands this year with so many reunions and things happening and um obviously the rev shows out in california refused yeah. promise ring braid um, countless um, ones I'm forgetting. Yeah, um, it it must kind of be at a point where you're like, we just want to have fun. What what's sort of the? Is it just you just want to have fun and have music? I mean, obviously it's not like you're you know I don't I don't I mean obviously you'd want it, but you not you're not expecting anything. It's just out of love. yeah. It, it's I I honestly think and for all those bands too because we're all I would imagine we're all roughly the same age, and I think that we've we've gotten out all the, you know, like I think we've, we're at a spot in our, in our lives where none of the old, none of the old bullshit and the, the, the scene politics and uh, none of that really matters anymore. Nobody's trying to, no one's trying to get huge. No one's trying to get famous. And it, and it, it's not necessarily like the, you know, ponytail and Corvette sort of midlife crisis thing, but it's like, but it, but it's it, but it's like you look back and like when now I mean just just getting back together with with the Game Face guys and playing these shows 
just as people just kind of being in the same room together, oh, there's so much water under the bridge and none of that stuff. And, and there, there, you know, there were things that we can't even really remember why they got so tense and so out of control. And none of that stuff matters anymore because I think we, we've lived enough and we can look back with a very clear view of, of what's happened and, and look ahead to, to what exactly, to what's important now. And so, you know, like, like really, I think a couple of years ago, I might not even have felt the same way. I would, I would have said, there's no way, um, you know, Game Face is doing anything. It's, it's in the past. It doesn't, you know, it should stay there. But you know what? I mean, it, like, yeah, I, I, we really do. It was a really special thing. It's a huge thing in my life. So why not, why not just experience it again without any, without any baggage, you know, just, just for the sake of how much the songs mean to us and just, you know, just enjoy it. Like, and just enjoy it without any other, you know, it's, it really, I mean, I know, I know I'm, I'm hardly making sense right now. No, I, it, but, it makes complete <laughs> sense. And it, I have a stuttering problem, but... <laughs> but, yeah, um, but, but I really, have one too. <laughs> but, it, but it is, it, it, it's all about um, all that water under the bridge and, and just, and, and really looking back with a, more of a clear view of, of, of what's important now and, and what really drove you the first time around. And so all that bullshit's out of the way. I agree completely. Really good. I agree completely. I think that's such a. I didn't think of it that way. As it's sort of like the emo midlife crisis. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I think it is. I think that is what it's called because it's it's Mm -hmm. that you know you yeah two. I mean you're totally right. Even two years ago, if I'm trying to do this podcast, I don't think people are willing to talk. Um, right. I yeah. just, I just think it, it was too. For some reason, it was too open, it, or it wasn't. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to, you know, say anything, or um, they didn't know the band members. But then you're right. Like the last year or so, it was like, oh, well, you know, well, maybe we should do it. And and you're right. Mm-hmm. It's everyone forgot all the other bullshit that oh, this guy always snored and never always kept me up, and I can't yeah. stand him. Yeah. And they kind of remembered. Yeah. Remember when we first got together and played music? I think that's what it is. It's and I. Totally. Um, I think I the emo midlife crisis. We have we, yeah. we have now labeled we, we, it. <laughs> <laughs> we have, there's got to be a term we can we can shorten and and, uh, and, and kind of coin it. We can coin it right now. <laughs> um, I remember you even just like you know, and the thing it, it didn't happen. It, it just it, it didn't just happen to Game Face just this year. We you know, and, and it did take it took at least two years of t- like kind of talking about talking about maybe possibly <laughs> getting in a room together, but maybe playing or maybe just hanging out. Like we, it was such a slow thing. You know, two years ago, I do remember we all met for the first time, you know, in seven, eight, nine years. We all, we all kind of got together. Um, yeah. We, we hadn't been in the same room together, but, we we did and we we just hung out. We just we hung out and we kind of aired everything and talked about stuff. And we didn't even we were talking. We didn't really talk about playing. We just talked about hanging out and like um, you know if we were to have moved, if, we, if we were we all knew if we were going to be able to move forward, we would know if we could handle just kind of you know just talking. And it wasn't like no one. It wasn't like any a huge 
blow up. You know, it wasn't like lots of fights, and it was just it was more the things that we didn't say that, that kind of tore us apart. So we finally, you know, again with all this hindsight, we were able to sit down and just talk and, and, and have a good time. And it really wasn't until like six, eight, nine months later where we all talked again. And then, you know, it took a little bit of this, but as the end of last year kind of came to a close, Todd, our guitar player, he and I started getting together, you know, once a week just to hang, play a little acoustic guitar and kind of run through some of the old old songs. And, and we, he and I said, okay, if, if this goes well, if we can stand each other by, you know, by Christmas time, then, then January 2012, we're gonna we're gonna just we're gonna see what see what happens, and so we did, and it was fucking amazing. Like we 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 all we we all showed up and not missing a beat, played and sounded better than than I remember us ever sounding. So it really it really was. It, 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 I we think we needed all those steps. We needed all that time. We needed and then we needed that sort of limbo time to sort of get used to get used to having each other in our lives again, even just talking. But yeah, I mean, it was something about this year that everything was just ready, ready to go again. Yeah. And that's such a interesting thing to, yeah, you got in a room and it wasn't like, all right, let's start playing a song. It was, let's talk about talking about playing. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm glad that we went, that we did it that way. Cause if we would have forced it and tried to play, then, you know, because at the time I was like, I don't, I don't need to play because I'm, I'm already playing a lot of music. I, I do, you know, I, I play with a couple bands, and I just, you know, it wasn't wasn't playing of music that I that I missed. It was, you know, it was it, it, it was the you know the uh, the game face element that I, that I missed, and that couldn't happen until all of the other nonsense was was talked about and and put in the past and stuff. So I feel like we're you know, never there. And I don't know what the future really looks like, but I'm really happy with, with where we are now. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's a, it's a really good feeling to, you know, even, even um, past members who like our original bass player, Paul, who I guess if there were to be a falling out, he and I, you know, that was the most difficult relationship, but but uh, this this whole thing forced me to uh, to get on, you know, to really try to get in back in touch with him, and at least again talk about, or at least you know, put all the nonsense in the past, and and uh, you know, agree to disagree, and, and and say that that stuff doesn't matter anymore. He he declined, um, you know, joining the band, <clears throat> but but I think that that was that was fine, and that's kind of what we were hoping. Anyway, so um, our, our our the bassist guy he played on our our last record. Basically, it's the it's the last lap of the band that we're continuing on with. So yeah, I mean everything really did all the all the things that kind of happened as you know because of this whole thing. The world, as far as I'm concerned, is is in a way better place. Yeah, it seems like it's you know, kind with, of with all these old relationships and stuff. Yeah, you kind of went full circle and sort of called everybody and said it kind of you're yeah. sort of at ease a little bit and. And yeah. you, you'd kind of mentioned that you kind of what's what's the future hold? You don't know. Do you what is kind of in the future for you guys? Um, 
Uh, what do you think? If if you could, well, I mean, we we we're not we're trying not to pass this year. We have some shows. We have we have the next thing we're playing in Philadelphia with Refuse and the Promise Ring. Two you know two bands that, again from the same sort of era that are getting they're back together this year and um, we're doing that and then we are doing. I'm not at liberty to say. But, <laughs> there, um, <laughs> there, there, there may be a show in New York. How about let's say that? Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's, there's definitely. Well, there's, I think I think we could say that there's definitely a show in New York, and there, 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 there may be a few others cool. around that 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 area of the world as well. But um, it's, yes, that that's kind of where we're leaving it, and then um, I don't know. Yeah, I I, I honestly don't, don't know. I mean, we. We said we, you know, we would at least go in for these shows and just and see where how we feel about it. Um, you know, we're all old guys and have families and, and jobs and things to do. So you know, we can be obviously can't look at it like we used to. But um, you know, judging from how how it's gone and, and, and how we all feel about playing together again, I, I you know, I would certainly you know guess that. You know, it would be it would hopefully go beyond this year. Cool. And then you'll still be writing solo stuff, still making records in that world. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still yeah I'm still doing yeah I've got a couple other projects that are going on right now. But, um, but yeah, that, that's all going to stay the same. And um, yeah, it's just good to have you know it's like an old your old friend back in the you know back in the crew. So it's yeah. It's it's nice. It's it's like I, like I said. It just it feels like all things are are right again. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, th- those are all the questions I had. I think uh, you really uh, you were saying halfway through. You were like, uh, you know, I don't really know if I'm making sense. And I was like nodding my head the whole time because it <laughs> made total sense the whole way. So good. Um... Okay. Well, maybe you can maybe you can edit some. Uh... Some, you know, some stuttering, or whatever. but um, uh, that's all good. No, man, all the warts and all, I, I, I had a stuttering problem when I was, I, I had something that deal with, and I think uh, that's the beauty about this thing. A lot of people have been writing me and just saying, you know, uh, just to hear things off the cuff and not have them be so, you know, in yeah. one little article in AP, but it's actually a, a long yeah. form sort of discussion. I think, I don't yeah. think this has happened before. I don't think there's any other thing out there that these bands are able to kind of express themselves. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Like if I have to do another email interview, I'm, I'm, I'm going, you know, it, <laughs> I, I can't stand, like, I, I don't like to type anyway. Yeah. And I don't want to, you know, yeah, it's so yeah, this is, this is really, this is great. And yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah. No problem. We, we, uh, we, we, um, definitely could, you know, use a little, you know, a little more information about game face out there. A lot of people say, yeah, you don't really have a lot of, if I look you up on YouTube and, and on the internet, there's not a lot of of information, not a lot, not a lot of stuff out there. And I think it's like our heyday was right, just right before the internet. Yeah, just right before. <laughs> and so, yeah, which is really, it, it, it makes, yeah, I guess it makes us sound really pretty old. <laughs> Well, that's why the site's called Washed Up Emo. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I, had you had you heard about the site before Francis had had mentioned? No, it I, 
I, I, I, you know, I, I wanted to mention him in, in, in the, in the, in the interview, but he, he knows, he, he knows he's, he's one of the guys that, that, that we, you know, that game face, we, we met him on our first tour. And from then on, it was, you know, we, you know, and, and I, I, I imagine you're aware that he, he and I did a split together. Yep, and, for and, sure. Yeah. 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 And his, his version of uh, game face is green tree is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Francis is um, the man. He yeah, uh, he, he he was he recorded you know a record or a, a couple songs of the band I was in, and then also um, he was on the Emo Diaries comp that my band was on. Yep. Um, oh so yeah. Just, what, 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 what's your band? It was called Halifax Code, and it was a, we were around for maybe a year and a half, and did a f- three comps, recorded some songs, and it went on to become Robbers on High Street. Um, okay. I All left. Right. I left. The bass player left, and he Ben. Um, got a bunch of or a couple other guys, and they kind of went on and did Robbers on. I kind of picked. Basically, okay. it was like I could have done the band, or I could have had a job. And I was like, I like full time yeah. job and uh, and benefits, so I kind of went that route and yeah. did some solo yeah. stuff on my end. But yeah, cool. So, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that, that's 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 really. I mean, yeah. And I hear you with the. Uh, I always always I always had the backup plan. Well, now it wasn't even really a backup plan. It was like the first plan. You know, to have a career, real career. And, uh, you know, and if, if, if I can, if, if, and that's kind of where I'm at now, if my, and I always thought if my real career will allow me just to continue to do music, that's how, that's how I want to do it. And my, my wife will attest to that. Like, that's the way, that's the way to do it. Cause, uh, you know, yeah, cause now I really have put in 10 years on my, on my career and I'm, I'm in a really good spot and I make a decent living and, and it allows me to, to do, to, you know, to take these, little trips and play music and pretend I'm a, a rock star from time to time. So. Well, as long as your daughter thinks you're cool, I think you've, that's the win because you want her, you want her to listen to you. So if you, she thinks oh, yeah, daddy's cool, you're all set. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, like as of now, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, doing pretty well. I'm sure there's going to be a time in junior high where you are not cool. Be, yeah. And, oh yeah. And, and that's probably okay.
and star that she could see from wherever you are. I wish I was a funeral cake that she could eat and laugh again, babe. I wish I Stars tonight, you hear so many babies crying. Never been so many people running from the dark. Oh, yeah. Hello, Washed Up Emo fans. Thank you for listening to this podcast over the last nine plus years. Or if it's your first time, welcome. It has flown by, and I appreciate each and every one of you for listening. And for this current episode you're about to hear, I do have a favor of you. I have some books out right now called Anthology of Emo, and Volume 2 was released last fall. I really think you'll dig it if you haven't heard of them. It features guests from the podcast, including Jim Atkins from Jimmy World, Chris Conley from Saves the Day, Travis Shuttle from Piebald, and John Bunch from Sensefield. I've also reprinted volume one so you can order both check out the diy publishing at anthologyofemo.com